I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the the Illennials podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. And it's the voice that makes you moist, Marcus. I thought the name there. I know the title drop. <laughs> I don't know if it was going to come through on the audio, but also for some reason your audio kind of fucked up for a second. So it sounded like Daft Punk almost. It sounded like really? I'm Smith. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I can't really do Daft Punk because you know you're really not supposed to be able to. Listen, so. Before we start, I have a quick question. Uh oh. Okay. Which movie is better, Shrek or Shrek 2? Ooh. I want to say Shrek because I can't remember anything that happens in Shrek 2. <gasps> I Sorry. can remember them both pretty well, but I think Shrek just because it started the memes. Damn. I think that, the, especially with the Smash Mouth stuff, it was just the best. Smash Mouth is pretty good. Wow. Smash my mouth. Smash Mouth is pretty good, but I am of the opinion that Shrek 2 is better than the original it's, Shrek. It's a close one, I gotta say. It's not a question that I take lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But I remember, do you guys remember a couple years ago when Netflix was like, we need to try out new features? One of the features was they would give you like an instant replay in a movie. So, like, yeah. if something happened, you could there'd be a pop-up that says, do you want to see that again? And you'd click it, and it would take you back, like, a minute, and you watch it all again. And for all the Netflix originals, they were trying it. But, sadly, none of those movies are any good, so no one ever wants to watch anything more than once. But they, did, they were also trying it for really popular movies that weren't made by Netflix. And this is when Shrek was on Netflix. And the best part was, if you watch the scene where the, you know, they go and you see the little, the little like wooden dolls doing that song, or they are supposed to say "wipe my ass," but they say "wipe my face," and it's the joke. Right then was when they hit the instant replay button, <laughs> so you could just watch wow. that scene again. <laughs> and why wouldn't you want to? Of course. Mm-hmm. And Marcus, we have experience with, with instant replay button, don't we? Actually, Uh-oh. in a recent, a very recent time. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Close fans of the podcast may realize that there was an episode last week and because it was Memorial Day. We don't believe Memorial Day. Fuck the military. Uh, we do believe in holidays. We do believe uh, in not working. Amen. That's true. So we didn't have an episode of the podcast. However, Marcus and I did get together to to morb out together. <laughs> we morbed. We morbed hard. It was morbid time. It was, it was amazing. And we morbed right on Twitch. <laughs> That's true. All over Twitch. Did you have ex? Did you have sex in an excessive manner? Oh, oh <laughs> so much having me. sex. <laughs> the thing is, is that uh, first of all, gotta say real quick, shout out, uh, farewell to a friend, fallen hero, Morbin Time six six six, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. The the only twenty four seven Morbius stream. Uh, <laughs> 
it's gone now. It was too good for this world. Really? Uh, but it was one of the greatest experiences watching movie I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> so what was so good about Morbius? Nothing. No. <laughs> Morbius is dog shit. It was the experience of watching it with other people who were also there to make fun of it is what was good about the movie. Yeah, but it was so good they brought it back to theaters. They upped the count of theaters. Oh, and they God. made, check the numbers here, $85 per screen. <laughs> and now I know what you're thinking to yourself. Well, if they put it in a billion screens, that's pretty good money. They put it on a thousand screens. So. Mm, they yeah. They themselves. Damn. They didn't, they didn't understand that if the memes are about how bad your movie is, it's not going, we're not going to go see it ironically to give you money. <laughs> My favorite tweet I saw was Sony, they're like, of course the Morbius re-release failed because we've been telling you to make a TV show. Make a TV <laughs> show we'll watch that. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it is funny we, they were tricked into putting it back in theaters and losing money. Uh, you would think that they would have understood that it was it was about how it was bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Morbius Sweep was a joke. Exactly. <laughs> serious. I, I just can't believe that was the decision-making process. Like, they should have taken a step back and be like, hey, let's just be happy we're slightly relevant in the memes. Maybe if, yeah. maybe if some Morbius stuff pops up elsewhere, we can leverage some meme stuff. Maybe we'll actually have him say it's Morbin time. You know, that'll be good. But <laughs> no, no they're like, people want to see you're it. You're too late for that, actually. You're too late for that. Jared Leto did post a... Oh, I saw that, Instagram yeah. Thing. Yeah, okay. So you, you have seen the, the, that. Where he they, was reading the script for Morbius 2, it's Morbin time. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's weird, though, because the movie, the movie made profit. It's, it made more than its budget by yeah. quite a bit. Uh, made, like, double its budget. So, I mean, there could be a Morbius 2 in the world. I wonder how many... Underage girl couriers that are involved bringing that script to Jared Leto on his okay. underage girl sex island he was reading it on? That's a good question. And the world will may never know, unfortunately. I saw a great but, uh, burn recently. Somebody was like, there's been a, a problem lately where Jared Leto is getting into 18-year-old girls' DMs all over the internet. And then James Gunn, the director, replied and said, oh, he starts at 18 on the internet? And I was like, whoa! <laughs> Holy shit! But when we watched the Morbius stream, the, the, the person streaming it understood one thing. that at, uh, I think it's an hour and seven minutes and 14 seconds into the film. is one of the greatest scenes in film history. Uh, I will airs. agree. I've seen it, and it is very good. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Matt Smith. <laughs> Just dancing his heart out to some song that I've never heard in my entire life. But they, man, they, they, the thing is, it's actually thematically appropriate because he is a virgin is going to have sex for the first time, <laughs> or so he believes in the scene. And this, this, the streamer would just keep going back over and over again, maybe 20, 25 times. We just oh, watch yeah. it and we would get, we would cheer every time. This is fantastic. Delicious. <laughs> it's great filmmaking. Uh, so yeah, I hope that now that it has failed again at the theaters, they'll let people put it back on Twitch uh, and not give a shit anymore. Because they're not going to get any more money out of the Morbius stone. You can't, can't squeeze any more out of there. It's done. No. No, no, no. Are you the memes where it's like, so glad I grew up with this, and it's like Morbius, and not this, and it's like the Dark Knight? <laughs> <laughs> uh, legendary. <laughs> 
<laughs> or the, uh, uh, the, the this is the true Batman. Yeah, I saw one that was like, <laughs> it was like all the kids got to see Batman a couple weeks ago, and now the men are watching Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's it's it's. Mm. The internet somehow managed to bully them into into fucking up even more than they already had. Yeah. It Hilarious. is funny, too, how everybody knew it was going to be bad. Before it even came out, we yeah. all knew it would be a bad movie. Like, it was not even a question. I mean, at this point, if you cast Jared Leto, you better, you better, like, hit a home run. Because people have it out for the guy for good reason. I mean, like uh, like Blade Runner did. Exactly. Yeah. Use him the right amount and yep. just make it good. That's all you gotta do. That movie plays to his strengths, which is being a creepy, inhuman weirdo. And by the way, for any filmmakers listening, yes, I did just say that the best way to make a good movie is to make it good. I did just say that. <laughs> <laughs> and it is vague, but I think it works. Every time I've seen a good movie, it was made good. You know? <laughs> Martin Scorsese just sat up and he's like, wait, wait, make it good? God damn. Genius. Crack the code. <laughs> see, Seth, now you just need to rewrite Morbius. We can see the good version. Yeah. Yes. I, I could write you a better Morbius. Wow. In the like, gauntlet has like been thrown. Two hours. I can write a better Morbius script than oh, this one. Shit. Easily. Wow. How long would it be? I mean, it would be about 45 minutes long. That's great. Long <laughs> Perfect movie length. Wow, can you imagine going to the theater for a 45 minute movie? <laughs> Would you like it or not like it, is the question. Depends if you made it good or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, uh, Morbius was... A, if, listen, folks out there, uh, if you can see Morbius, and under two conditions, for free... And with people who are also going to make fun of it, you should watch Morbius. If you can't meet those two conditions, though, and both of them have to be true, do not watch Morbius. Do not see it ironically in the theater with your friends. Do not give these people money. Just see it for free. They will see the $15 you spent and be like, we're onto something. Wait a minute. <laughs> Morbius 3, greenlit. <laughs> <laughs> we just skipped two. We're in the Morbiverse now. Oh, they definitely do try and shoehorn in some Spider-Man shit in this movie with, like, the weird... It was honestly fucking bizarre. I have no idea what like, they're trying to go for. This, like, post or like, end of the movie scene and then post credit scene. The movie doesn't even end with Morbius. It ends with fucking Vulture. And the mid credit scene is also Vulture. I, I completely forgot about that. Did what, you, you forgot know? about the plot details of Morbius? Wait a minute. Yes, I did. <laughs> Have you thought about becoming Marcius? As, no. a, as a bit of a homage to your newfound love for Morbius? Nah, it doesn't really fit the brand. You know, it's alright. <laughs> did, did you forget how he defeated his best friend with the power of bats? <laughs> Just tons and tons of bats that he could control somehow? Mm -hmm. And also, also his friend had a name. But he gave him a different name. Yeah. And just made him use it for his entire life. That's how, that's how friends work. Yeah. Like someone, he's like, hey, your name is Milo now. And he just went by Milo forever. <laughs> wow. That, that was an order from Dr. Michael Morbius. Yeah. Like, come on. What was At least you do? guys got your yearly checkup and you saw Dr. Michael Morbius. That was, <laughs> that was the most important part. Also, there's a part early in the movie when 
he fixes a machine that is keeping Milo alive with like a paperclip. And Jared Harris, who is slumming it in this movie, is like, it took a team of scientists to, to invent this and you fix it with a paperclip. And I'm like, yes, that's how they didn't build it. With their bare hands, they fucking designed it, and engineers put it together, and they built it a factory. It's not comparable at all. Yeah. What are you talking about, Jared Harris? I think they're trying to crib from the line of, Tony Stark put this together with a tin can! You know, I think they're trying to trying to get some of that. Oh, he also says, I'm getting hungry, and you would like me when I'm hungry. Oh, wow. That's, that's what's, that, what's that supposed to mean? Like you were there. You saw it, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, Marcus is acting as surprised as me about this movie, <laughs> but he saw it. <sighs> also, there, there's this is a movie. That, this is a rare thing I'm going to say where Tyrese Gibson and Al Madrigal are in every scene together. They're in all together, and Al Madrigal is by comparison electrifying. <laughs> <laughs> He is keeping, he is lifting Tyrese onto his shoulders and heroically running for the finish line of every scene they're in. <laughs> Who would have thought? So if you can't have two funny cops, that, that just doesn't work for some reason, yes. apparently. Funny cop and nothing cop is what it is. Right. Tyrese is just walking around in scenes, he hits his mark, he says his lines, he goes back to his trailer. That's the entire movie for fucking Tyrese. <laughs> Respect to Tyrese, actually. You know what? Because what it deserves. This is what this film deserves from you. Yep. Yeah. Good job, Tyrese. Make that money. <sighs> so, yeah. Morbius. An, an so, since we're just on this now, um, I haven't watched this show. I don't think either of you have either. They made, they've made they made a couple episodes of a show called Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Um, and something... Not surprising, but very interesting has happened on the internet because of it. Have you guys heard about the the actress on the show who has received a lot of um, racist threats and stuff? You ever heard about this? Wow. Not surprising. But hold on, I'm going I'm, 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 I'm to try and guess here. Is she Asian? No. Oh, okay. It's, it's, all right. She's black. Proceed. Her okay. name is Moses Ingram. She's mm-hmm. she's on the Queen's Gambit. She's in a couple of things. I've seen her before. Um. And once again, I haven't seen the show, but I heard that after episode three aired, that this actress was getting all kinds of like racist death threats and stuff. And it was what you and McGregor had to go make a personal message on Twitter and like video message and be like, hey, guys, don't do this because it's crazy. You're insane. Don't be racist. Um, And I am the stupidest man in the world because I was like, you know what? Obviously, these people being racist are completely stupid. I was like, but sometimes people do all these racist things. It's because it's right. It's because they're the character of the show did something they didn't like, like mm-hmm. something right. like they at least like tie it to something in the show. So I'm like, let me look up what happens in the episode to know. I was like, oh, what if they like? Because I, I can imagine like if a black woman beats up Obi Wan Kenobi, like there's nothing wrong with that. But I can imagine people being like, oh no, you can't beat up Obi Wan. That's not cool. And I found out what she does is. Literally be on screen. Wow. That's pretty much. She just. She. I mean, she is the villain of the show. But I was I, my stupid pea brain. I was like, maybe she just does something that would make Star Wars fans mad. And the answer was yes. Be black and on screen. 
That was all it took. You gave him a chance, and you were disappointed. I know. I was like, like, maybe she at least did something that sparked it in their heads. But no, it was just exist and not be white and be on their show. Here's what I'd love to know. Okay. Do you think that Billy D. Williams got racist hatred for being in Star Wars? Oh, everyone loved him. I'm just curious. I would love to know if there was actually some kind of backlash. Is it the fact that the internet now exists and racist people can just voice their thoughts immediately into the ether? Probably. And back in the 80s, there was nowhere to really say it. Yeah. And so they didn't, they didn't say it. I mean, yeah, you're, you're true. There, there were probably tons of people back then who were mad at this, but they didn't have their own little platform to talk about how mad they are about it. It's so weird because I, I grew up watching Star Wars and Lando is just a, he's just a guy. He's just in the movie. Yeah. He's fucking great. We all love him. I'm just having a, I'm really having a really hard time, like saying someone wrote a letter or something to Lucasfilm, like how dare you put a black guy in Star Wars? Yeah. Like, I just For can't me, even picture that person. This is like baseline intelligence test. <clears throat> if you can't, like, if you can't not be racist like that, you you're out. You're out of the the, the intelligent population. And the other thing is like, because at first my thought was because people do this as well. Like they did it. People did this when like, Last of Us 2 came out, and they were, like, threatening Laura, Laura Bailey. Because they were like, you played Abby, and she sucks, so you suck, and I'm going to kill you. Um, that right there is also the base intelligence test. If you hate something in a game or movie so much that you blame the person playing them, you're you're out. You're out. You're annexed from society, in my opinion. Like, how can you be yeah. that stupid? Yeah, I just don't... I don't get the mindset of... Because, like, from what I understand, there are some people who said, oh, her character is badly written or whatever. Or she's yeah. a Mary Sue. And I'm like, what would be what would be well written to you? What's your fucking yeah. criteria And here? also, she can be the worst written character in the world. That doesn't right. mean be racist. Well, some folks are like, oh, they're making up the racism. Actually, it's people who are saying you're, you're a bad actress or your, your, your character is bad. And I'm like, well, I did see some racist shit thrown at her, obviously. That's obviously yeah. true. But again, it's like, what, what's this other, I don't know other folks are criticizing it who are like, actually it's because she's a bad character. I'm like, what's your, what's your criteria? What are you talking about here? What will make her a good character? Why is it her you're focusing on? I just don't, I, people are, I don't understand it myself. Yeah. So that was just interesting. I, I went in thinking they could get a shred of and i can't say credit or anything i don't even you know what i don't know what i was expecting i was just expecting to be able to tie their hatred to an action on the show but it was just that she was there and that's just the most upsetting thing that that can that can happen it's just so stupid because the, the last thing that comes to my memory was when people were um giving death threats to a was it joffrey's actor like, yes all, all the terrible that's another thing people knows. were like he couldn't even like leave his house for months because people would just like you know throw stuff at him and call him like what is wrong with you you you're out annexed from society if you think that that way who he he played the psychopathic villain later on in the show the other bastard that like john oh yeah um whatever his ramsey ramsey Mm -hmm. he got fucking punched in the face in a bar yep over this what the Oh no, now he's gonna look it's weird. A, it's a um, fictional world with fictional shit happening. <laughs> but my question is going going back even further than Star Wars and Billy D. Williams, did Nichelle Nichols get like death threats for being on on Star Trek as a horror? Like Well she did. did that happen? Remember she oh. did at one point contemplate leaving the show 
I'm sure it was because of racism. And it was literally Martin Luther King Jr. who convinced her to stay on the show. That was the that's only right, yeah. person who could get her to stay on Star Trek. And that's a real story, which is crazy. What really got me was the fact that he, he said that it was the only show he let his kids stay up to watch on TV. They yeah. went to bed early. It's like, but Star Trek, you gotta watch Star Trek. Yeah. There's a black lady on the, on the Enterprise bridge. Exactly. It's I'm also like, just a great yeah. show. But yeah, that's... yeah. And yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure the reason that she wanted to leave the show was because she was probably tired of people saying terrible shit about her. Um, so yeah, and also this a point that goes to her as well is this also disproportionately affects women for whatever reason. You know, mm. people are racist towards you know men as well, but it just seems that they want to be a little more racist when it's a woman, like the whole Kelly Marie Tran thing in in yeah. Star Wars recently. People were, like people had said racist shit about John Boyega as well, but they went over that they went way over that for kelly marie tran so it just seems like there's some weird thing about when it's a woman and they want to be even more mean truly just wild thought process i'm like do you have so few problems in life that this is what you that is on? what i think i'm there are there are people who like every time one of this controversies happen no matter how big or small there are people who make whole twitter accounts dedicated to that like you know we hate kelly marie tran or we hate this person or this person die in a ditch or something whole twitter accounts and they're like active they're like posting all the time and i'm like you i don't even want to like even if i had something i wanted to do i wouldn't go out of my way to make a new email address to make a twitter account these people are just burning them off new email new gmail get me something new so i can make this new account and I'm just about the youtube guys who make like four and a half hour videos every oh, single day god it is insane my question is, what are you saying for four and a half hours? That's Because the thing is, the only people who watch them are people who are so far up that person's ass that they don't care. But it is funny because I have seen people who like have gone in and tried to like break down these videos. And there are times where they just take like a break. It's like 30 minutes. They're just like eating. They're just like, all right, I got to take a break. They, <laughs> then they just keep recording and up, they'll edit it out. They just upload this four hour video in the middle. They're just like, okay, I got I to gotta order some Grubhub. Okay, just a guy, guy came up. I got to go get it. It's so weird. It's like they're live streaming, but they just made it into a video. So it's like, it's like the filibuster, basically, where yeah. you don't have to talk about the thing. You can just say whatever you want on the filibuster yeah. for as long as you can keep talking. Go to a YouTube video with no importance. Here's the thing. There are so few people in this world who can actually talk about anything for four straight hours. And I promise you, these guys on YouTube are not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> or if they are, they need help. Yes. <laughs> need a professional to speak to them. Because you need to, you need to have bigger problems than this. Yeah. Go Truly. outside, find some problems. Because yeah. I assure you, there are some. Like, literally touch grass. It's yeah. Oh. But yeah, I just I just have I just can't I I really do think the internet is the is not the cause of this, but has allowed it to be revealed to exactly. us. I, I mean, I don't know. It's so odd. I just I don't want to say things were better back in the day. But people were quieter. Yeah, I people were. You hear their thoughts. <laughs> people have always been shitheads. Um, oh, yeah. But we just didn't know as many of them were shitheads until Twitter came around. They were quieter because you couldn't hear them. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Now it's like we have telepathy. You know, everybody's like putting their thoughts out on the goddamn internet all the time. And it's not always good ones. You know, it can't all be jokes to get a thousand likes or whatever. Sometimes it's just some racist bullshit. I don't want to know about that. <laughs> People said the thing about Trump, you know, when he was president, it was like the, the president's insane and he has a little, you know, plastic box in his pocket that tells you all his thoughts. 
It's like, that's everybody now. That's the whole world. <laughs> yeah. All people are just constantly fucking saying everything that comes into their head. And it turns out a lot of folks have dumb or stupid things or evil things to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Question. I don't know. Question, real quick. Just a real quick insert. We realize how Star Wars, like, is a huge franchise. Yep. And their three most recent movies. The second one was clearly leading the franchise in a different direction, which I yeah. appreciated. Yeah. But when the third movie came around, they completely altered it. Yeah. To go back to what the fans wanted. The fans in quotes. Right. Yeah. Air quote. My question is how much... Because obviously they realize their fans are how they keep their money. And tailoring to them is literally a smart move. Sure. So how much is that like at play with these people thinking they're right? I think that the switch in thematic elements from The Last Jedi to The Rise of Skywalker enabled a lot of people. And it, whether you think it's the right move or not, it was the wrong move. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I think they overcorrected too much. Yes. Because I have not heard anyone say anything good about Rise of Skywalker. Like, no. No praise for that film. A lot of hate for The Last Jedi from, from certain corners of the internet or people. Yeah. But just no one talks about Rise of exactly. Skywalker. Say what you about Last Jedi, but people are talking about it. Right, exactly. The prequels, a lot of folks hate them, but you talk about them, don't you? Yes. I don't hear anyone mention anything. In fact, the other day, it was May the 4th. Um, yeah, May the 4th be with you. And at work, people were like, oh, hey, anybody here a Star Wars fan? And, you know, a couple of years ago, I would have been like, yeah, that's me, of course. When they asked, I was just like, I don't know. The last movie was so bad. I've kind of just, you know, cooled off on that entirely, even though it was a huge part of my personality for like, you know, 25 years. And yeah. I was like, man, it's just crazy. I never thought about it until that day that I was like, I just don't really, I'm not, I don't even care about this new Obi-Wan show. I didn't watch the Boba Fett show. I'm sure I will watch the Mandalorian. Cause that's actually the only good thing that they really made lately. But man, I don't, I could care less what was going on with Obi-Wan. Yeah. I think that Marcus, so what you're asking though about these people is, you're, basically, you're asking if if there are Snyder Cut people out there. <laughs> yeah, just, this is the <laughs> yeah, Star Wars yeah. Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like I feel like there is a certain element of that, but the folks who are given racist hate already lost, you know, because you know Finn is around, Kelly McTrans in the movie. Uh, you got uh, they brought in a whole. I mean, she was paper thin. This black uh, uh, woman character in the third movie they brought in, who I think they implied was Lando's daughter, which is a fucked up thing to do. Yeah. Uh, like, are you saying that they have to be related because they're black? What's going on here, man? Yeah, that was uh, that was weird. But, yeah, they lost. Those people lost. But I think that the people who won out of this were just the regular vanilla I love Star Wars fanatics and don't ever want it to change. The people who, no, no offense, but don't want to think critically about anything they watch. And they're just like, Star Wars and Marvel are the two greatest things ever and I'm going to watch it Harry all Potter. forever. Harry Potter's another one. <laughs> Luckily, aside from J.K. Rowling's politics, Harry Potter is actually a pretty good piece of media as you grow up. And luckily, they just made those movies. Well, then they made these Fantastic Beast movies, and they suck shit, and everybody hates them, and they're just so bad. But um, 
Yeah. But yeah, those those are kind of the three things. And then just, you know, the whole Disney adults thing in general. Um and yeah, they just they don't want to think critically. And you can you can say if that's good or bad, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, they're just like, I'm gonna watch it because it's Star Wars and I'm gonna like it because it's Star Wars. And that's all that's the end of the story for me. That's the thing. I'm gonna watch it and like it. I don't care what it actually what it actually is, I'm gonna like it no matter what. Exactly. Because there's the name on it, you know, it has the name of the thing I like, and I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it no matter yeah. what it is. It's like if anybody can truly tell me they enjoy the Black Widow movie, I will be fucking surprised. Because that's the most bland, tasteless movie I've ever seen in my life. I can barely remember that movie. Mm, I haven't seen it. Yeah, well, you've basically already seen it. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen Scarlett Johansson before? I have. You've seen the movie. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I mean, that's... He's not wrong. <laughs> Pretty much it. Do you want to uh, see the worst take on Taskmaster ever? Ooh. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've already played the Avengers game, so... <laughs> Wait, the, the, the Square Enix one? Yeah. Marcus. Wow. Child. <laughs> Why? Did you get it for free, at least, somehow? Or did you pay $60? I paid $60. Marcus! <laughs> you are Marcus! You're Marcus. I had hope you fuck. <laughs> How? Okay. Jeez. Uh, Marcus, this is the dark turn. Leave, leave me alone. I, I wanted to believe. <laughs> hmm. And what was? What, how was your faith rewarded? Oh, the disappointment. <laughs> you know, I feel the same way about. Um, I, the trailer came up today for Final Fantasy 16, and I watched it, and I felt nothing. I wow! Just it just washed over me. I didn't know a trailer came out anymore. It's like, it's like I watched a trailer, and I was like, "Who is this for?" Um, I it's just like, did, is it for Devil May Cry fans or something? Cause is it everyone is playing 14 now? The combat looks. It's just crazy action, like numbers popping up, random like lights flashing. I'm like, give me a good old turn-based game again. Give me a good old-fashioned turn-based Final Fantasy game. Let me play that because I could not give a fuck about what's happening in this. Just the combat looked too frenetic for me. I just tuned out after a while. I will probably not even play this game. Damn. Wow. I can see this trailer too. Better, it better give you a fucking blowjob or something. <laughs> It's supposed to be able wow. to sell PS5s. They release you- first game that gives you blowjobs released. <laughs> Every wait, what's this? Everyone has quit their jobs. <laughs> the workforce is dead. I mean, yeah, that would happen, I think. <laughs> but yeah, I just I couldn't care. It's like she was Star Wars, man. Now I'm like Final Fantasy was cool at one point and it had me, but I don't know, this new one just doesn't grab me. I don't, okay. I don't give a shit. So how do you boys, I just realized this is a thing, how do you boys feel about One Piece live action? I've never seen One Piece or read it, so. Oh, okay. I thought you had seen some of it. Well, they built some pretty cool ships for this show. <laughs> I wa- I saw those sets look fucking dope. They actually look good, but Marcus, I know you've probably seen One Piece. I've only seen, like, a few of them, like the ones on Netflix and shit. <laughs> As in episodes of the show? You say you've seen a few of them. Do you mean? Oh, I mean like you know, uh, was it Death Note, 
there's like a weird freaking Full Metal Alchemist. Full oh, the live actions is what you're saying. Right. I'm talking, yeah. Have you seen One Piece? The yeah, show. I've seen One Piece. Okay. Yeah, I've seen One Piece. Yeah. How do you think it'll translate to live action? Not great. Okay. Well, there you have it. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Well, it's going to suffer from the same problem that Doctor Strange 2 did and fucking uh, Ms. Marvel did. Stretching powers don't look good. Oh. The CGI is not there. Yeah. That's Luffy's whole thing. It's like stretching and like body expansion type stuff. It doesn't look good on CGI. It just doesn't. Uh, I had no idea that he had powers. I always thought that it was just <laughs> like, you know, sometimes you exaggerate in animation and you see like, you see a character do something cool and they're just like kind of. Yeah. I, I didn't know there was magic in this show. What? There's magic? Oh. Marcus, please explain to Seth the okay, power so, system. So, you get an ability from a devil fruit. You eat the fruit. It's either going to augment your body, you'll turn into a beast person, or you'll become, like, an element. Water, fire, ice, blah, blah, blah. Luffy, he's his body has become rubber, so he can stretch and do all kinds of weird shit. So, that's, that's where most powers come from. Oh, so they stole the idea from Avatar The Last Airbender. Got it. <laughs> Cool. Not in the slightest. Figure it out. All right. And sea water is your weakness in a planet of basically ocean. Oh. Now Marcus, how about how, how about the, the second uh, powers that there are? The martial arts powers. Oh lord. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you got. Uh, was it hockey? Hockey. That's that's your other like spiritual. So like power. ice field. What kind of no, hockey? No, 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 no. Hockey is like um. Oh, I can... You have observation hockey. You can see shit. And blah, blah, blah. Okay. Hardening. You can basically block a sword. Got that one. And yep. the, the special one, the king's hockey. So anyone who's weaker than you is just going to take a nap if you want them to. Well, this just sounds like the, the best power you can have. It really is. <laughs> if, if you're stronger than them. Yes. We'll just become stronger than everyone and then... You win. Well, that's the hard part. <laughs> right. It's one step. How hard can it be? <laughs> right. Well, who who went in a fight? Uh, 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 Goku or uh, Saitama? Well, Saitama. <laughs> yeah, Saitama, easily. He's sure one punch that? man. Goku has yeah. never beaten anyone in one punch. That's I mean, true. That's the whole point, though, his whole, right. whole shit. <laughs> I mean, he did beat Raccoon with one kick, but... That's a kick. One kick, man. <laughs> no, there, there is a show. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about Goku versus Luffy? Who wins that one? Oh, well, Goku. Goku's fucking stupid. <laughs> stupid overpowered. That is true, actually. You're right about that. Goku or Tom Cruise? You know it's ooh, Tom Cruise. Ooh, yeah. You know it's Tom, Tom Cruise. <laughs> I think I think that, that uh, Goku and Tom Cruise are both on the same level sexually as one another. For sure. Wow. <laughs> Asexual. As in, don't understand what it is or how it works. Yeah. Ooh. Or why it's happening to them. Oh god. Does Tom? That's why the movie was called Eyes Wide Shut because his his eyes were shut <laughs> the whole movie during the sex scenes. That's a good question. Does he have any children? I I don't think he does actually. Because Goku has two. <laughs> And we're not sure what happened there. Pretty sure that the uh, Chi Chi like. Oh my god, he has three kids. 
Wow. I, I knew he had one. I'm not talking about I knew he had one with Katie Holmes. Surrey. I remember that name oh, being all over right. the internet. But yeah, he has three. One of them is... I, 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 can't, I can't say that out loud. One of his kids is black. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he's a black kid. I, I don't that know how. That was very unexpected. I... <laughs> my whole world, like, turned around for a second here. Is it biological or did he adopt a child? I have I'm to imagine it is. He was adopted. Okay. And he's his last name is... His name is Kidman Cruz. Maybe he's Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise's kid. Oh, yes, yeah, his, parents, his parents are Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Biological. Yeah. Completely natural birth and everything. <laughs> his last kid is a donkey. What the hell? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. What? Another one with Nicole Kidman. Man, him and him and Kibben were just popping them out. Wait, they were married, and then he then he was, I guess, Katie Holmes. After that, is that how it worked? You know what? It... it doesn't matter. <laughs> I just thought about it. it. Doesn't matter at all. <laughs> Why are we even curious? <laughs> Why do we care? Why are we litigating this? That is true. Um, um God, what else are to talk about, guys? There's. Well, you know, there's the fact that everything sucks, but... Oh, <laughs> I recently went north of the border. I was in the Great White North, Ontario, Canada, which I found out Canada has provinces. It's not all one big place like I thought it was. <laughs> so Ontario, a province is basically like a state for what we have, and Ontario is one of them. Wow, they have their own states then. They do. Yes, huh. there's like Montreal and Quebec, Manitoba, and yeah, Nova Scotia, all that stuff. Yep. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say for the listeners, even though this is a completely visual bit, the biggest difference between Canada and the United States of America, and you'll have to Google this for yourselves. Marcus, get your fingers ready. Is that the crosswalk symbol is absolutely wildly different? Because we all know, we've all walked across the road in America, the crosswalk symbol, you know, the guy is like straight back, arms tight, feet, feet pretty close together, walking. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to do me a favor and look up the Canadian crosswalk symbol. Oh, I think we got it in the Discord here for Marcus. Look at this man. He's taken, <laughs> he's whistling and taking a Sunday stroll. His arms are far out, his legs are stretched. He's having. Mm. He is hopped up on free health care and is having the time of his life. <laughs> I wish that was me. I've never seen such a jaunty-looking fucking just stick man walking around. It's, isn't it jarring how different it is than ours, though? Like it's. I. It was the first thing I noticed when we crossed the border. I didn't. I didn't notice like- anything else. Ours is a seventy-year-old workaday man who's mm. tired of living. <laughs> And he's just trying to get across the road. Yeah. Um, and then in Canada, he's just like, I love it. What the heck? <laughs> I think, I think, that, I think big Canada has silenced Seth. We can never know. <laughs> he's revealed the secrets of our country. He, can't, he cannot be allowed to continue speaking. Oh. Silence him. <laughs> Detain okay. this man. I'm back. <laughs> oh, Seth, you guys are close to Canada secrets. <laughs> I know. What the heck? Oh, uh, we can't see. You're still recording? 
Yeah, I'm still recording my, my camera. Okay, good. Here. Oh, there we go. Okay. Don't um, keep it going. I'll cut this out. Yeah. But so basically in Canada, that's the... Also, here's the thing about being in Canada, though, is it felt like I was in a cartoon world. Like, like I had walked into a world that was a little, just a little bit different. One, you have the crosswalk guy who's just happy as hell. Their fire hydrants are very, like, jovial is the best word I can think of. They look like... They look like a guy who's like a little, like a little plump, but he's like, he's like drawn into a cartoon world. He's all happy. They, they're, they're currencies called like toonies and loonies. Like literally, I feel like I'm in a freaking cartoon. Loonies and toonies. Okay. That's what they're called. Looney. They, uh, here's the fucking crazy part though, Marcus. Listen to this. They got toonies, loonies. Guess what's above that? Loonies. Quarters. <laughs> Toonies, loonies, quarters. Yeah, uh, no, there's another fire hydrant picture. Yeah, they, they see they just it looks a little cartoony, you know. And then everyone has that yeah. funny accent where they're like a boot and tomorrow and sorry, <laughs> and it's like it's just kind of a funny place. Although I will say this, and this is one thing that has haunted me ever since. When I was there in Ontario, they were having an election. Which I can get to how funny that election was. But we were there. We were walking across the street and there's a guy who was out canvassing. And there's four of us. And he's like, oh, hey, are you guys from Ontario? There's an election today. And I was just like, no. He's like, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what? How do you your... know I'm not from Canada? What about me screams that? Your, your private health care paunch. Your, uh, <laughs> he can see that arrogant. I was. He saw that I was a twenty-seven-year-old man who was. <laughs> <laughs> they are silencing me. Never <laughs> seen this happen before. I was gonna say. Oh. He saw that I was a twenty-seven-year-old man who was limping with back pain. He was like, "Well, this is <laughs> definitely not a Canadian man." He would be seen about at this point. <laughs> Sir, are you lost? Did you escape from a, a mental facility somewhere? Do you need help getting back? <laughs> clearly, you're 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 in need of assistance. Yeah, clearly, you're not from Ontario. I was like, get over yourself, man. Come on. So you see, it's it's exactly that American arrogance yeah. so that's watching you from a but mile away. The funny thing about this election is mm. the only thing I knew about Canadian politics besides who Justin Trudeau is before today was when I was in middle school and I saw the television say that a man named Rob Ford got caught doing, like, crack cocaine. And also, by the way, he's, like, the one of the, the prime minister of Canada or something. Or, like, the, <laughs> the, the um, governor of Ontario or whatever. And I was like, well, that's funny. And when I was there, the people I was staying with, there was a, a flyer on their door that said, oh, vote for Doug Ford. And I was like... <laughs> What, is he related to Rob Ford? And they're like, yes, yes, he is. <laughs> so it's his brother. And then, while I was there, Doug Ford won his election in a landslide, apparently. Oh, shit. Not the only Ford to do so. Uh-oh. Doug Ford's 28-year-old Ford. nephew, Michael, was elected as Ontario's provincial parliament. Um, oh, also, the Canadians are Commonwealth, so <laughs> that's hilarious to me. 
They have to, oh, they, so they, they still serve the queen, right? Exactly. They get Victoria Day off because it's the queen's day and they have to like celebrate the queen and shit. Were you still around? Did they have the Jubilee stuff there as well while you were in town? No, not that I know of. Y'all know the Jubilee? Is it something that still happens to this day? From the X-Men? Yes. It just happened this last week. Yes, from the X-Men. Nice. Uh, she shows up and she shoots some fireworks. The most useless mutant power I've ever seen in my entire life. How is she on the X-Men? <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I get, I get, get very excited. Mm-hmm. Talk about Jubilee is how bad she is. But Magneto's yeah. biggest fear is loud sounds. So <laughs> He's right. He's right. Um, but yeah, the Jubilee is like a big celebration of the Queen and how fucking great she is. And everyone gets a giant boner for the Queen. And apparently she rode by as a hologram and wow. waving and people wave back to her as a hologram. Honestly, kind of a baller move, though. Just be a <laughs> yeah. hologram, not even leave your house anymore. It's like, and it's just so weird to me. that the, the, it, It's so weird that England has a queen still. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And the funny part is she's only the queen of England and she's not the queen of Scotland or Ireland. Nope. They're like, shut the fuck up. We don't believe in the queen. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's 2022, guys. It's time to get rid of your queen. Or your king, or who the fuck ever is in charge of your country that wasn't elected. And, and only, not even, not even in charge. Just a, a, a pet. She's the national pet. She lives in a fucking terrarium, basically. <laughs> <laughs> like the Pope. Her whole family. At least, at least he's elected by some dudes. That is a tax-funded terrarium. Okay. And yeah, and your their taxes fund her terrarium, and you can't even go look at it. <laughs> well, from the outside, you can. You can't see the queen whenever you want. Yeah. You should be. I got like here in America, we should always always have access to all of our officials. The queen should be accessible all all the time, twenty four seven. She's sleeping, go in her room, take a look at her. There she is. I mean, hey, at least they have universal health care. Our elected officials are, would never. <laughs> They're trying to get rid of it, though. Yeah. Right. We we need to get rid of them. <laughs> They're trying to privatize the uh, NHS over there in in, in Britain uh, and uh, and get rid of public health care because they they want more profits. Makes more money. Yeah. Hooray! More money. But I saw somebody post a picture of of the Jubilee in England. And it was just a scene from Bloodborne with a bunch of Queen and England stuff stuck around <laughs> on under parts of the geometry. It was pretty appropriate, actually. Um, but yeah, I just don't get it. Like, we don't. Like, I know here in America we have President's Day, but does anyone actually like celebrate the presidents? Is there like some nerdy kid who does it? Maybe. I yeah, especially since it's President's Day, I'm supposed to celebrate all of them. Like, some of them were pretty ineffectual, you know? Most of them. Yeah. Some of them were Andrew Jackson was president. Let me celebrate him. Yeah, am I supposed to be like out here, like, getting a boner for James K. Polk? Or... <laughs> Zachary Taylor? Zachary Taylor. I was thinking Zachary. I could not think of his last name. That's how ineffectual he was as a president. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like... Do we got they all? I can't remember. Uh, some place, some place in. I I used to work for a place That's that right. got it off, but not all, not all places do. That's weird. Yeah. Hey, we're, I'm getting Juneteenth off. Oh really? Hey, State awesome. employee yeah. thing. Smart. Marcus, yeah. you should get Juneteenth off. I should. Why should Marcus get Juneteenth off, huh? Uh, because he worked. I can't say where you work for actually, but the place you work for is going to give other folks Juneteenth off because yeah. of what it is. Mm-hmm. But not me. <laughs> Damn. I know. 
<laughs> Seth, you, I think you, I think you would have gotten it in your last job, but not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Nope. Um. Nope. So yeah, that sucks. Juneteenth should be a, a, a you know we should, we, should, we should get a week for that. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, I wish you all June off. Fuck it, everyone. I Why think not? we should never work again. <laughs> Marcus, that's a great idea. I have no, I have no problem working. I just want my work to mean something. You know, mm-hmm. I want to, and also be fairly compensated for it. Exactly. People are like, "Oh, that. you're just a lazy socialist." It's like, no, I, I don't have a problem working. Working is fine yeah. if my work was was worth a goddamn thing. I actually think that working is the only thing in this world I'm actually pretty good at. Like if you get if you give me a task to do, I'll do. I can do it pretty well. So if one day we have a world where we have to like you know work just to keep society alive and you know have our little shifts and stuff, I'll do it. I'll I'll do what I have to do. But I just you know think everyone think the main thing is everyone should be fairly compensated and not have yeah. to worry about. Yeah, that's one thing about being in Canada was the people I was with. Um, they 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 haven't lived in America before, so they don't know anything about private health care. They just thought that it was like, oh, you pay for health care, and we don't. That's not that bad, right? Um, I had explained to them that there's people who, you know, are in so much medical debt they have to go to prison. And then I explained to them the fact that there's people who go out and will, like, commit crimes so they can get life in prison to treat their um, cancer and stuff. Because only prison, you know, inmates, only people who get free health care in America and they were like they they had they just had, they blew their mind they were like really that happens in America I'm like yeah it's actually insanely common <laughs> for people to go to jail for medical debt well didn't they think that uh, you went and you paid for healthcare and you got it immediately well they they the thing the one thing that every person who tries to put private healthcare over uh, universal healthcare will say is oh you have the, you have uh, lower wait times for specialists you know like with my wait months and i was like well sure um but one our wait times really aren't that much better gonna be honest with you because that's more of a barrier to entry thing than anything else and the only people who are really seeing specialists immediately are either living in like rural areas where they're not that high demand or they are incredibly wealthy and can pay for you know private doctors and stuff so we're st- we're paying for healthcare. We still got pretty bad wait times. I remember when I was a kid, yeah. dentists had like six month wait times sometimes. Yeah, and we're from a really pretty rural place, so it's not like it was you know some high in demand uh, dentist or anything. So yeah, I'm just like that's not really. And also the anybody who says you have lower wait times for specialists is a good thing means I believe certain people should die. That's what right. that means. That's like I believe there's people who. If they don't make a certain amount of money, they should be dead and I should be alive. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So that is the worst defense of private health care in the entire world. <laughs> yeah, so I think about it. It's like, oh, you got to get a, a, a CAT scan done or some shit to see if you have cancer or something, right? Yeah. That'll be $800 with insurance and wait three weeks. Yeah. And then we'll do it. Yeah. The whole thing it's about... Like- universal health care and this is my defense for so many things is no one asked to be born okay so we might as well keep them alive because they didn't they didn't ask for any of this shit we don't get an option before we're born so just just fucking give them health care give them what they need to stay alive so what if you die and you wake up in the next world and it's like okay so did you have fun because you did sign up for that you did actually you have your own consent here for doing the whole thing 
Was that was that good for you? <laughs> I would tell him to eat my ass. <laughs> that needs to be something that that would need to be. This is not some science fiction book. You need to have a recollection of you know. It would have to be something you chose and knew your whole life. Yeah. So yeah, that's my whole thing. I'm just like, we have the resources to fix people. Why not just do that? They're already saying, oh, they're already like trying to ban abortions. The more people should be born. But once they're born, hey, you know, the old George Carlin bit. Conservatives, they, they want less abortions. But as soon as you're dead or as soon as you're alive, it's on you, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Fuck them. Yeah, it's like, I don't think I don't think we could fix people, but we can fix the society we live in, which yeah. would help people, I think, in a lot of ways. Like, uh, I was reading some extremely dumb, very long Twitter thread some guy had about incels and how we need to give more help to men because men need, and men in these positions or whatever need to be helped out to be better parts of society or whatever, and that may increase their, their, their prospects for getting a romantic partner and stuff like this. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm with you, but it should be for everybody. It should not just be for these these dudes who like can't get laid. It should be for every person. Let's go ahead and lift everybody up, and then we'll see how they can fuck later. Exactly. You know? You're not entitled to a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. If nobody wants to fuck you, there's a reason for that. You know. <laughs> and I'm not not even honestly trying to make a joke there, but like honestly, if there if if you don't if nobody wants to date you or all that, there is something wrong. Okay. Because I've met I've met some guys. Who have girlfriends and wives and let me say i'm not gonna shit talk these guys but they're not the the brightest <laughs> tools in shed you know yeah but, you know they're good they're good enough you know and you're not reaching the good enough level okay mm-hmm. you just gotta get there and the way to do it isn't by saying that women are the problem and that you're right. entitled to anything that's not the way to get there amen <laughs> There was a part of it was just like, yeah, it's like women are known for like selecting, you know, for like money and talent or whatever for the, for mates or whatever. And I'm like, have you been outside? <laughs> have you looked at the couples that you see sometimes? Go to a Walmart, my friend, and observe the tapestry of human humanity yeah. that will un- unfurl itself before you. There are all types out there who are. <laughs> how to put it than that <laughs> they're they're out there i promise yeah you. just walk around the street for a little bit i personally know a man who is i i think he's in his 60s now he's missing quite a few of his teeth he is barely comprehensible when he talks but he always has a girlfriend so if this dude's doing okay yeah look inside my friend <laughs> look inwards exactly that that that's a very good point so yeah that's there's nothing we don't need to the last thing we need to do is help lonely men more mm. like what the hell what, like everything in the world is made for them literally right. everything i still say a rising tide lifts all boats give everybody help and maybe they can get laid if everyone's helped out if they still can't that's again Look inwards. Exactly. <laughs> you'll you'll figure it out eventually. Um, right. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's just insane. There's so much so much chatter online about about incels and every, everything. It's just it, it gets so exhausting. I'm like, they're just they're just shitty. Like any any person who is a self proclaimed incel 
who does the things that a lot of incels do online. They're just shitty. They just are angry with the world. And sometimes those problems stem back to what, Marcus? Capitalism. Capitalism. Mm. A lot of the times they, they really, I think there are so many problems that may not seem like they're even in any way related to the economy or to our economic system, but they can all be traced back to capitalism. And incels, they're not entirely based on capitalism, but right. there's some that come from them. Well, like, you think about it, like, I'm not sure if like countries like Japan or Italy have an incel problem. They have a birth rate problem. Problem, I should say, yeah. in quotation marks. It's going down, and a country, to sustain itself under capitalism, needs to have a growing population, not a declining one. And I don't think that, I mean, I'm, again, not an expert in these two countries, but like, is that the thing that's happening there? Is it incels? I don't think it is. I think it's capitalism has grinded these people down so much yeah. that even folks who are con- who are getting laid and have a relationship can't afford to, you know, bring more they life into the world. Either afford to have a kid or can't afford the time it takes to have a kid. Like, right. You're not allowed to get away from the grindstone enough. And yeah, it's weird. I'm back on the Malthusian train now, by the way, boys. A couple <laughs> weeks ago, I, I banished the man because I realized he was <laughs> really old and I, I didn't realize how crazy he was. I'm back on it now. Yeah. <laughs> I think most people now are either Malthusians or they are just going to realize one day that he was right, <laughs> I suppose, yep. whether we wanted to be or not. Accidental Malthusianism. It's like how all, all the capitalists know Marx was right. They understand that he was right. It's just that if you understand that Marx is right, you can then use, you can be like, hey, there are contradictions in the system, yes, but it's not falling apart yet. And if I use lessons that he has, I could make myself better at winning, essentially, in capitalism. Yeah. I think it was Karl Rove was one of the people who was like, oh yeah, Marx is definitely right, but we just, he just, we just use his, his lessons for evil, basically. Wow. That's hilarious. It's really oh, yeah. funny, yeah. So, guys, let's talk about stuff that we've been doing, I guess. And All right. What's going on? <coughs> Seth, tell us about Stephen King. Stephen? Stephen if Kingifier is a... I'm not sure if you guys have heard of the guy. Pretty good author. Wrote some good stuff. I am... I consider my, I'd say, as far as the average person who obviously reads 12 books a year, I'm, I'm above average. I, I read a lot more than I'd say a lot of people do. But still, I had never in my life read a Stephen King book, despite him being a household name. And I've seen plenty of his adaptations and his influence on popular culture. But I read Pet Cemetery, which is one of his more famous books, has two movie adaptations. And I was like, you know what? I'll try it out. And it is the most fucking terrifying thing I've ever experienced in my life. Movie, television, video game, does not matter. Pet Cemetery puts it all to shame. I was... I, it, it was completely chilling. The book makes you confront the idea of death in a way that not a lot of other pieces of media really challenge you to do. And that really fucked me up. Um, I mean, the plot itself is scary enough, but the real horror comes from the, the 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 way that the characters have to confront death and the way they kind of have to, to deal with the mania that comes um, from certain types of death. And it, it's just, it, it was terrifying. Um, 
I kind of want to read it again someday. I really just I just thought it was really really good. Um, short. One thing I know about Stephen King is he can be a little long winded sometimes, but this book was a little under four hundred pages. Got in and out. I mean the the big thing of the book, the the biggest piece of I guess rising action happens when there's like seventy pages left. So then after that, the movie the the book just moves at an insane pace, and it was really good. And then I read a short story by Stephen King called The Jaunt earlier, and it was uh, really good. If you can read that, uh, it probably takes like an hour to read the thing. It was really good. Yeah. Um, it came out of left field, honestly, with some of the ideas. To me, the scariest part of Pet Cemetery is not even a horror scene, really. It's when the main character has to sneak into the graveyard to retrieve his dead son's corpse. Yeah. To take it to the cemetery to bury it to bring him back to life, right? Yeah. That whole scene gave my ass anxiety when I read it. I was sweating. My hands were fucking clammy. My whole body had chills at certain points because of just how tense it was. My God, the, the, yeah. the intensity of the scene is just insane. And the best part about Pet Cemetery is I could sit here right now and tell you the entire plot of the book, and it would not spoil anything because no. the plot of the book is not what you you're going to read it for Mm-mm. the thing the intangible things that stephen king brings are what makes the book so good because the plot is simple yeah it's very simple it's like that what i told you i know mark has some it's just you know you hear you heard what i said about a guy sneaking into a graveyard still was yeah i know what back, it's right? about i just right. need to like refresh myself on reading right but reading that scene is so different from just hearing someone tell you about it there's no way to express it like here in a, sum- a summary of why that scene makes your fucking skin break out in hives with not a single supernatural thing happening at all. It's just completely mundane fear. It's a fantastic scene. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. And also, unrelated to recent current... I swear, unrelated to recent current events, I recently rewatched the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. And the movie actually fucking slaps, and Gore Verbinski <laughs> deserves better. That movie we was amazing. We all know, Seth, it was your victory party. No, I it. honestly did not watch it for current <laughs> events. I was just having fun. It was a good movie. Mm. It wasn't uh, actually guess- even until halfway into the movie that I was like, oh, wait, this is something's <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> um, I guess for me, I've been watching a lot of TV. I watched... Pretty much all of Better Call Saul over the last, like, two weeks or so. Hell yeah. And that show fucking rules. The last season is fucking insane. I can't believe it's almost over. Um, and I just started watching Stranger Things season four today. Nice. I was not really feeling it, but then Seth told me that he's watching it, so I was like, sure, I guess I'll I'll jump in and see what it's about. Yeah. You know? It was good. I actually uh, liked season four a lot. So far. I still think that ev- every character looks like dog shit now. Uh... As a combination of both genetics and the fashion of the 80s just being extremely bad uh, yeah. and looking terrible. Uh, but I'm having a fun time. So it's say they still got it. Yeah. It's very indulgent, I'll say. It's very, very self-indulgent with these run times being whole-ass movies in some cases. Yeah, every single episode is over like hundred over over an hour and ten minutes. Insanity. So. The last episode is two and a half hours, isn't it? The last episode of the this whole season only the first part is out right now right the finale of this part is an hour and 40 minutes but isn't it the last episode yeah it's gonna be two and a half hours two and a half hours that's a movie dog you made a movie (laughs) 
<laughs> he made a whole season of television of movies. Uh, other than that, playing Magic the Gathering, having fun with that. Went to an actual in-person event on Saturday. Wow. To, to meet nice. nerds and play, and that was that was a lot of fun. So, having a good time with that. Nice. Marcus. I have finally started reading Way of Kings. <laughs> Hell yes! Oh my god, this first fucking chapter was sick. Oh yeah. Yes? <laughs> oh shit! I did want to point out for Marcus real quick is the the like the the prologue you're not supposed to understand a single word of it don't worry Good. about it you are <laughs> don't like, oh my don't God, because so here's the thing i do with these books and you might want to do this as well every time i finish one of the books before i start the next one i go back and read the prologue to the way of kings and mm-hmm. each time it makes a little bit more sense mm-hmm. and you're gonna be like oh whoa and then by the most recent book you'll be like oh shit so yeah it's it's pretty good oh fuck <laughs> oh shit but so, yeah, yeah. Other than that, I've been playing a lot of Fortnite. It's, nice. God, I I am enjoying Fortnite way too much. Are you doing <laughs> like the no build just, mode? Yes. No yes. Build and oh, made man, it fun. They just updated the season. It's a brand new season. You can ride like new the season, new in me. The world. Yep. It's it's cool. God, I I hate how fun <laughs> Fortnite is. And it's like, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> I, I just want to rewind here for a second, Marcus. So the first chapter of Way of Kings, you're talking about the one with with Zeth, right? In the, yes. the, the assassin in white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That chapter is fucking bonkers. Right. How did you like it when they just start talking about the magic as if it makes perfect sense? I was like, yeah, oh, oh, this man's oh, okay. like, so lashing is doing this. Oh, okay, cool. He's like, oh, first lash, second lash. Yeah. So do you do you see now about Seth and I say it's an anime? It's it's a goddamn anime. <laughs> fucking right. Yeah. Yep. Oh man, I kind of want to reread it now. Marcus has got me, got me feeling it. I, I really too. like the part where, like, after he kills those first two guards and he's headed to the king's room, like all those dudes just run down the hallway with the king. He's like, he starts like, hold on. If I was trying to hide the king, I wouldn't run that way. I'd put him in that goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And he's like, I got you, stupid ass bitch. <laughs> Exactly. It's amazing. It's I'm I'm so happy right now. Oh my god! I'm ecstatic that he's watching that he's reading this, oh. and I'm wanting to reread it now. If I didn't have so many fucking best. books to read, I would read it again. Jacking off two dicks was so exciting. <laughs> yes, but yeah, nice. Before soon, we will be we will be a, a Brandon Sanderson podcast. Marcus is going to get addicted. <laughs> he's going to fall down the rabbit hole. Good. All right. Yep. That's that's all I've been doing. Okay. <laughs> Nice. Well, boys, is that an episode of the podcast? I think that is an app. All right. Well, we uh, this has been the Lineals Podcast. I am Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find the things that I write on the internet about everything at innocent-chatter.io. Um, Marcus, you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Beaches. And I occasionally do art for the podcast. Our theme song was done by Ben Powell, who uh, has been on the show a couple of times before, and is streaming right now. If you're watching, listening to the live feed, is he still, <laughs> still, is he still fighting Melania? Yes, he yep. is. He is fifty-seven deaths. <laughs> this stream at the right. Ben Powell. Uh, check him out. 
You can lead a horse of water, but you can't make him get under it. Fuck private health care. Uh, capitalism is the cause of all your problems. We have stopped trying to solve our problems and are trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York, Fast Millennials Podcast, baby. We're out. Out. Peace.